Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. So we can start off with the uh, daily COVID numbers here in Thailand. Uh, we had 9,186 confirmed uh, cases and we had a record high 98 deaths. Unfortunately, more people have been needlessly dying. There's not a lot to say about this. Just rest in peace to the people who have passed away. Now that brings us then to Phuket, uh, who have marked another three sandbox uh, tourist infections. Another three sandbox tourists have tested positive for COVID-19, bringing the total number of sandbox tourists who have tested positive for the virus since July 1 to 10 people. That's according to the uh, daily COVID situation report by the Phuket Provincial Public Health Office. Um, it gives no details about where they're from, uh, when they tested negative or tested positive. Was it on arrival? Was it after day six? no information at all we've become accustomed to that now and of course those numbers have not been actually included in the daily phuket numbers they're being excluded so again more um, shenanigans by the phuket authorities now just to remind people who are traveling within thailand that every destination seems to have its own new rules as of july 15th the entry requirements into phuket province for dark red and red uh, controlled areas is that you must be vaccinated and you must also have a valid COVID negative test. So yes, a bit of a two-tier society is being built up here at the moment where vaccinated people can travel and freely stay in, in different parts of the country. Unvaccinated or people who can't get vaccinated are being uh, excluded from travel at the moment. So yeah, as I said, a little bit of a two-tier system, but just remember they are the rules to enter Phuket at the moment for other people who are from the yellow uh yellow and green uh zones within thailand uh you just need to have a, a negative certificate uh from a hospital that you've done your pcr or your rapid antigen test and that you're negative for covid also today marks the opening of the samui plus travel model the samui plus model kicks off today welcoming fully vaccinated foreign tourists just two weeks after the initial phuket sandbox tourism model was launched first 20 tourists are expected to arrive on samui island today now that's not true these are not tourists and this is a little bit misleading they are media from bangkok they are not tourists there are no tourists arriving today for the samui plus plan the next stage of the Thailand reopening is slated to be the um, Panya, which is just north of Phuket, where Kaolak is situated, and Krabi. Now, Krabi will not be in it because Krabi now is designated a red zone province. So at the moment, they don't seem to be on track to do it. Now, Panya province is interesting is that the plans have been drawn up. And it looks like maybe, maybe not. I think it's a 50-50 chance of them getting to starting the whole process in August 1st. Personally, I think it'll be more September 1st. But the general plan is as such. It will be done in conjunction with a Phuket trip. So people would apply 
to stay seven nights in Phuket, and then, once they had their negative test on day six, get the results day seven, on day eight, they would be allowed to travel to Kaulak, where they could stay seven nights there. They would then have their third COVID test in Kaulak, and once that was negative, they'd be allowed to freely travel throughout Thailand. Now, that's the general plan. It would be part of a sealed route, and the sealed route would be about 30 kilometers uh, long. It would be from a, a town called Taplamu, uh, which is just before Kaulak, if you're going to Phuket, and it would end at Nam Kem, which is about, um, I would say about 15 kilometers north of Kaulak. It would include a lot of hotels. Now, the area originally was meant to be bigger for the sealed route, but they've been told to trim it down because it was far too big, and it basically was half the length of the province, which is just not, that's not a sealed route in any way whatsoever. What looks like, and the way it looks like, it may operate is that what there would be checkpoints going in and out of this sealed route and obviously people would be checked to make sure that tourists are not on board trying to leave and that the people coming in and out obviously are vaccinated etc it looks like they're trying to create let's say a mini phuket within the panya province now it also says that they'll uh, tourists will be able to access Koyao, that'll be uh, Noi and Yai, and also um, James Bond Island area, so a little more open. It probably might appeal to more people because you would apply for your certificate of entry as we've gone over before, and this time you would just, um, there would be an option for the Phuket Kaolak model. It's called, uh, what's it called again? I remember the name. Uh, the Amazing Sandbox. This is the name they've given it. So the Amazing Sandbox would be Phuket for seven nights, Kaolak for seven nights. You would have to stay in an SHA plus hotel, which they do have in Kaolak. 62 hotels now in Kaolak have gotten uh, their SHA plus certification, which means over 70% of their staff are fully vaccinated against um, COVID-19. So it seems like it's a it's an idea, it's a plan. They're trying to get permission now from the government but it looked proving difficult because it's not an island and it's more difficult to control it's a it's a, a province and it's an area within a province that that would be more difficult now look i'll be frank and honest i live up in kaolak i'm here a lot of the time the place is dead i mean if people think phuket is dead they should take a, a swing up to this part of the world and it's absolutely shocking at the moment. I mean, there's very few places that are open. I mean, there's a couple of bars, a couple of restaurants. Uh, one 7-Eleven out of three in Cowlack Center are open now. Two others have shut down until more people come back. So, yeah, I mean, tourists are definitely needed. Of course, we have to remember we're also in the low season. So, you know, it's a very wet area. Then the other thing is, what can people do when they're here for seven days? Now, there's a number of activities listed, but I've looked through these activities and I'm not sure they're quite what people would be doing, like surf skate, which is basically skating, you know, and stuff like this. Now, I don't know. I think they're trying to build it up to something that really it isn't. The bottom line is you won't be able to go to Simeon Island or any of those places because they're still all closed until October. It's quiet, but at least there would be something for tourists to come there and spend their money. Kaolak is always quiet in the low season anyway, so I doubt we'd be expecting many people to take it up. But it is another option for people who don't want to stay the 14 nights in Phuket, who would be happy to do seven in Phuket and then move up to Kaolak for seven there. Now, Kaolak is not for everyone. It Generally, it's been kind of either family orientated or for um, travelers who are a little bit older. In my opinion, it's certainly not a place for young people who are looking to party 
100%. It's not a party town. But it's a nice area. It's a beautiful seaside uh, town. You know, uh, the beaches are beautiful there. They're unspoilt. You can walk for kilometers along and, you know, you won't be bothered by anyone. So, yeah, it's definitely a plan they have, but I'm not sure how it will really work. And it's hard to control because the main highway that runs to Renang goes through Kaolak. So you're going to be, you know, you're going to be disturbing people who are trying to make a daily living up and back. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's a plan. It's slated to start August 1st. Personally, I can't see it August 1st. I think it's more September 1st. But, you know, they're trying. They're trying to get there. They're trying to push the idea and the plan to bring in business into the area because right now there's nothing. But, you know, we'll see. But that's just lit information for people who, who've been wondering what is the next stage of the reopening of Thailand. Now, moving along from the glamour of tourism to a completely different story. We spoke last week about how uh, worker camps and workers who have been confined to the camps uh, were not given the food and water that they're promised by the government, along with uh, construction companies not receiving money from the government to pay their salaries. So we do have an update on this story, and it seems to be getting worse and certainly not better. Rights Group calls for government to reconsider the worker camp policy and uphold human rights standards. The government should reconsider its decision to stop COVID testing and providing health care for migrant workers who have been confined to camps, a Human Rights Watch representative told the Tyre Enquirer this Thursday. The Ministry of Labour which gave the order to halt the testing and offering healthcare assistance, said on Wednesday that it was unable to conduct COVID-19 tests and sealed up construction worker camps because the Bangkok governor's office will not give it the necessary permission. The ministry's decision is discriminatory and blatantly shows disregard of Thailand's obligations to uphold labour standards and human rights during the pandemic, said Suni Pasuk, a senior researcher on Thailand in Human Rights Watch's Asia division. It has also become a ticking time bomb that threatens the already strained public health structure with many undetected and untreated new cases. Prime Minister needs to immediately quash this census policy, said. The government had ordered a lockdown on more than 1,300 construction worker camps, with about 80,000 workers living inside them since June 27th. However, many investigations reveal that the government is not sending enough food and water to the camps, with some having yet to receive any help from the government at all. Companies, contractors and volunteer groups have been working together to supply food and water to the migrant workers who are being guarded by armed security personnel. The Labour Minister said on Monday that the government will now send more food and water to 520 camps in Bangkok and 797 camps in five surrounding provinces between July 12th and 27th. He did not explain why the government did not send enough food and water, but said that companies should help their workers and that they cannot wait on support from the government. He also said on Wednesday that the government has yet to send any monetary compensation to the company's contractors, Thai workers and migrant workers, that have been affected by the lockdown. The matter should enter the cabinet next week, and we have to be careful about it in order to minimise mistake, he said. So folks, there you have it again. Now, a country that's crying out for international tourism, but cannot uphold the basic rights of migrant workers. Sometimes I wonder, do they deserve to have international tourism? They have forced these people into these camps and they are leaving them there. They are not testing them for COVID. They're not treating them for COVID. They're just being left there. I mean, these are, are questions that need to be answered. They clearly admitted that they haven't been sending food and water and certainly not enough. They clearly admit that they haven't been paying the salaries of these people. So what exactly have they been doing? If you order people to be confined into an area, you have an obligation 
to look after them, especially when you gave your word that you would. So should we believe that the word of the government is not worth anything anymore? If they try to do this again to workers in worker camps, the workers won't believe them, they'll flee the country as quickly as possible and spread the virus as they go along. But of course it's the usual thing here is try to blame one set of people. Migrant workers are not the problem here in Thailand, it's the people who brought them in illegally into the country that are the problem. And unfortunately, it seems that taking care of some of the most vulnerable people in the country is not priority of this government. To me, it shows a true society is measured on how you look after the most vulnerable people in your society. And unfortunately, I think Thailand has badly failed in this and it really needs to get its act together. It's nice to see that Human Rights Watch and other people are shining a light on this and that things hopefully will get a bit better for these people, but it is wrong and it's wrong how they're treating these people and it needs to be rectified. Hospital halts vaccinations blames policy confusion. Maharat Nakhon Rachasima Hospital in Muang District will suspend COVID-19 vaccination service from Friday with the management blaming it on confusing government vaccination policy. The hospital said on its Facebook page on Thursday that it would stop giving inoculations at Central Plaza Nakhon Rachasima department store from Friday onwards. The announcement was met with a storm of protest after thousands had earlier registered for and received inoculations there as daily COVID-19 cases continue to rise. The hospital's assistant director, Dr. Jade Bunakwaru, wrote on his hospital Facebook page on Thursday blaming the stoppage on confusion over government policy on mixing vaccines. Public Health Ministry earlier this week recommended the administration of Sinovac and AstraZeneca vaccines in series, but international and local authorities later called for a review of the decision, he said. Dr. Jade also said his hospital has run out of AstraZeneca vaccine. So that is in relation to yesterday's story as well, where we have heard that the public health ministry is recommending that uh, you take Sinovac as your first dose and then AstraZeneca as your second. Now we heard from yesterday that the Prime Minister then put a halt to that saying that uh, he wanted more review done on it and also the World Health Organization had also said that you know studies need to be done. Then today the Prime Minister said that it was okay to do it and now the hospitals have no idea what to do because they say it's just become too confusing. Also of note there is the fact that they've run out of AstraZeneca vaccine. There was a website where you could go on and it was from the public health ministry along with the company that do the logistics for the vaccines throughout Thailand from uh, when they arrive in the country to when they arrive in a hospital. And this website was for was open access for everyone to see. But now recently it's been closed and uh, only uh, hospital personnel and other people can see it. It's not uh, public anymore, which is quite interesting considering they've just run out of AstraZeneca vaccine and you can no longer track how much vaccine they have in the country. And finally, a wrap-up of today's top stories. GPO sues THG chairman over Moderna vaccine comments. Government pharmaceutical organization has registered complaints with police accusing Tombury Healthcare Group chairman Boon Vanasan and a mathematician of defamation. Thailand purchased another 120 million vaccine doses for next year. Thailand's National Vaccine Committee has approved the purchase of an additional 120 million vaccines for 2022. Soldiers to man checkpoint onto Phuket. Soldiers from the Royal Thai Army will be called in to help conduct checks of people arriving or departing the island through the Phuket checkpoint at Tatachai. Bed situation for Bangkok virus patient reaches critical level. The bed situation for COVID-19 patients in Bangkok is at a critical level, especially for those in the red group for which there are only 10% of beds available, the public health ministry revealed. 
new COVID-19 rapid response teams to be sent to 69 Bangkok communities. To contain the COVID-19 outbreak in Bangkok, 69 response teams have been set up to conduct rapid antigen testing in high-risk communities to quickly detect infections and contain virus. Thailand's renowned Shira Shah Tiger Zoo is to close after 24 years in operation. After 24 years, one of Thailand's famous tourist attractions for both Thais and foreigners is to close for the foreseeable future. The reason behind the announcement was due to the COVID-19 pandemic. 14 protest leaders indicted over last year's rally at Democracy Monument. Public prosecutors in Thailand have decided to indict 14 core members of the anti-establishment Ratsadon group in connection with the mass protests at the Democracy Monument in Bangkok in July last year. And finally, fun haters order Thailand's gliding monk to give up his electric trolley. A Buddhist monk, out for his morning aims, rode an electric cart into the heart of netizens, while the keepers of the fate rebuked his inappropriate behaviour. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, and don't forget to leave us a 5-star rating. We are available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you tomorrow.